When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to another episode of the Giants Huddle Podcast. John Schmelk with you. It's all brought to you by PSE&G. Energy efficiency for game time and anytime. Visit pseg.com slash Giants for discounts, rebates, and home energy assessments. From NFL Network, the one and only Rhett Lewis. You can see him with coverage for the Super Bowl all week. I get my Rhett Lewis fix on the uh, Move the Sticks podcast with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. Does a great job on everything NFL and the draft. Rhett, it's good to talk to you, man. How you doing? Dude, John, I'm doing great, man. This is my favorite time of year. Uh, truly, this surpasses Christmas time. This surpasses Thanksgiving. It's like the convergence of all the things that I love. Super Bowl, draft season in full swing as we just closed out. Uh, All-star game season, uh, really on the draft process. Combine coming up. It's like uh, you get the best of both worlds here, man. I'm fired up. Yeah, and, and Red had the call of the Shrine game. We'll, we'll certainly talk about that with him, too. But let's work backwards. Let's start with the thing that most of the NFL world is focusing on, not the nerds like us who are worried about the draft in February. <laughs> and, and talk about the Super Bowl a little bit. Uh, boy, you know, if this is, to me, if this comes down to a battle of, of the trenches, I think the Eagles have the advantage. But if the Chiefs can figure out a way to make some explosive plays, uh, and if Mahomes is a little bit healthier, I think they got a pretty good shot. Yeah, that's that's what worries me, right, is the the idea that you're talking about an Eagles team with the deepest defensive front in the league and not just depth. I mean, it's talent right uh, across the board. And, you know, it's not just the guys that we've come to know over the last decade, like Fletcher Cox and, you know, like Brandon Graham, guys that Giants fans uh, have known and you know, uh, affectionately well. <laughs> hated uh, to to a certain extent there in the NFC East. But, you know, the Josh Sweats of the world, you know, Hassan Reddick, one of the best free agent acquisitions we saw this year, um, you know, almost so much so that like most people probably couldn't even tell you who the who the Eagles linebackers are because those defensive linemen end up making so many plays. And obviously with the way they're connected to the back end, Darius Slay and James Bradbury, like if this, if Patrick Mahomes is not at full strength, and, you know, this offensive line for Kansas City gets overpowered in a way that we know the Eagles defensive front is capable of like that worries me a little bit if I'm a Chiefs fan. Yeah. And look, if, if I'm the Eagles defensive coordinator in this game, I am jamming Kelsey off the line. I'm putting extra guys to him. And you know what? I think one of these Chiefs receivers is going to have to have a bit of a coming out party here, Rhett, if they're going to yeah. win this game, because, look, the Eagles have a great defense. They have a good coordinator. I can't imagine they're going to let Travis Kelsey have like 13 for 130 in this game. I, I can't imagine they're going to let that happen. Well, we've seen that story many times, right? And even when it's not like four, we, even when he's held like four catches, usually three of them go for touchdowns. Like that's <laughs> yeah. just, that. that's it. It's like you either get the volume with Kelsey and you keep him out of the end zone or or then he does both. 
Um, but yeah, if, if Travis Kelsey is a game wrecker and if he is an impossible cover uh, for the Eagles in this game, then yeah, it's going to be a long day and we may get a, you know, a 38, 35 type of game. Sign me up for it, by the way, if that's the case. All in for points uh, after calling a Shrine Bowl game that didn't have a single touchdown. But we'll get to that uh, later on here. So, yeah, I, th- I think with Kelsey, it's like it's like the great conundrum. Um, I, I do feel a, you would feel a bit more comfortable this year saying, OK, I'll let Juju or MVS um, or somebody else try to beat me rather than, let's say, I'll double down on Kelsey and we'll take our chances with Tyreek Hill that's yeah. a little less Different. less comforting right so this year yeah but i mean like nobody's really been able to do it though john so like that's that's the thing like it's great in theory but uh maybe the eagles are that team that has the the puzzle and the, the solution for uh for travis kelsey yeah look that's why andy reads andy reed right he knows how to scheme his guys open no Finds question away. yeah uh, and then i just want to go to the eagles for a second you know yeah i think the danger zone for sirianni and i think we've seen him do this in some games where he kind of falls in love with the pass a little bit and he gets away from their bread and butter which i still think is the run game whether it's the running backs or jalen you know you know keeping himself we'll see if the shoulder holds up obviously you know and i do think people underrate the chiefs defense though i think that's going to be really interesting give or take we know steve spagnolo has been in so many of these big games and he's going to have some type of wrinkle ready for what the eagles want to do and speaking of convergence uh, of worlds, as I talked about when we opened here, you know, I think the the Chiefs personnel group deserves a ton of credit for one of the best draft classes that we saw, period, this past year. And to think that they did it from coming at the back end of the first round, pretty dang impressive. Yeah, they had two first round picks and and got two two winners, I think, in uh, in Trent McDuffie and George Karloftis. And I think Karloftis is going to be a big piece of that run defense and, and trying to figure out ways to not let, you know, the Eagles go for 250 on the ground, whether it's with Miles Sanders, Kenny Gainwell, uh, Boston Scott, or Jalen Hurts, you know, all four of which can obviously hurt you in different ways. So I, I think that the, the thing that um, that gives me some comfort if I'm an Eagles fan is I've got a lot of answers. Right. I've got a lot of different solutions to what the Chiefs can throw at me. Right. So, like, I can come at you, you know, with an RPO game, um, obviously, that we kind of saw become all the rage the last time the Eagles were in the Super Bowl when Doug Peterson was was doing it with Nick Foles. And now it's at a whole nother level with the way that Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts have, have kind of coordinated that run pass option game. So you've got that part of it. You've got the explosive pass game with Devontae Smith. You've got contested catch winners with A.J. Brown. And then let's not forget about Dallas Goddard, uh, you know, who is, in my mind, a top five tight end in this league. So, like, I just feel like the um, the onus is really going to be on Steve Spagnolo to pick his poison. And then on Sirianni in the chess match side of it to kind of understand where they're trying to attack me from a defensive perspective and then find one of my many other answers. So, like, that's why I feel pretty good about the Eagles' chances here on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, look, right, as a, as the Giants obviously got wiped out by the Eagles twice this right. year, and that's the thing, you stop the run, A.J. Brown runs over the top. You you right. keep two safeties deep, they're going to run it down your throat, and it's kind of a pick-your-poison situation. <laughs> I'm with you 100%. Um, all right, let's uh, take a step back and look at the Giants here. No one would argue it wasn't a really great season, concerning what the expectations were before the year. They won a playoff game. I mean, if you would have told me that in August, I would have hung up on you on our call-in show and said you were crazy. But they did. And, you know, and and, and they beat the Vikings, yeah. who won 13 games this year. So your thoughts overall on the season, and now, more importantly, as we start to talk about team building now, what the next steps are here as Joe Shane tries to build out this program with Brian Dable. Yeah, so here's here's the thing, and I, I think you're right. I think I was um, I was probably a little caught off guard at the immediacy of the success and the it wasn't sustained just you, dude. It was success, right? Me. 
Right. Um, but I think that speaks to the the type of program that they're installing, um, both with Joe Shane from a personnel perspective and then Brian Dable, you know, as, as good of a coach as we've seen in his first year. And now they've got some big decisions to make. And, and how about, by the way, like tip of the cap, you go from two top 10 draft picks to now picking at 25. Feel pretty good about that. It means you had a pretty dang good season. Um, and so the two biggest questions, obviously, now are going to be Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. And what do we do and how do we do it? And to me, there's not a quarterback available in the draft right now that you're actually going to have a shot at getting. Um, and in free agency or even really via trade, I mean, the Giants aren't going out and getting Aaron Rodgers, right? Um, you know, like, I don't know. I, I don't even know if Derek, Derek Carr doesn't, to me, provide an upgrade over Daniel Jones. And it's a much more manageable situation in terms of age and contract with DJ. So, like, give Daniel Jones the bag. Give him the money. And let him go play and and let him go play with the confidence that, you know, you are putting in him to be the face of this franchise for the next five to 10 years. And so I think um, the match has worked between Daniel Jones, this offense and Brian Dable. Um, and let's continue to build upon it. And then to do that, you've got to keep the run game a potent piece of this offense. And look, Saquon Barkley, like I. I don't know. I, and I think he'd probably tell you it's probably a pipe dream to expect a, you know, five, six year deal um, unless it's like heavily, you know, backloaded and there's not a ton of guarantees in those first two, three years. This sure. to me feels like kind of like a Todd Gurley deal from back when when he was handed that deal in his prime with the Rams three year deal at, you know, whatever the, the going rate is plus some for Saquon. I think that's probably where you're going to live. And look, if you have to, you franchise him, but get Daniel Jones done. And then the rest of the pieces are going to fall into place. You know, and I think the Daniel thing, it's a little tricky, right? You don't see many guys of, you know, reach unrestricted free agency at the quarterback position. Now they obviously have the franchise tag at their disposal because sure. of the salary cap implications. I'm sure they'd rather not have to use that tag because then that cuts yeah. into everything else you can do. So I wonder if Daniel's going to want the longer term deal, right? With a little more security. Is he going to want, a shorter term deal, let the quarterback market reset itself. Then he can cash in earlier. How do you think that's going to look when all is said and done? I mean, this is, this is to me, a, this is a $40 million deal per year on average. And I know that's not necessarily, you know, how you evaluate deals anymore. It's more about like how much money is in the sure. first three, how much is totally guaranteed and fully guaranteed. And, um, you know, to me, I, I don't know that he's going to get the Deshaun Watson deal. I don't think he'll get the Aaron Rodgers deal, but I think he'll sit comfortably in there. Um, somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, five for 40 on average with, you know, probably 65 to 70% of it guaranteed. That's just, that's just kind of what it is now. You can, you can kind of snicker at it and say, oh my God, I wouldn't pay Daniel Jones 40 million. I'm like, well, um, who else are you going to get? You know what I mean? And well, you're right. And if, and if they pay, if they play well, you're going to have to pay them even more. And and so like, I think um, it, it actually works out well for both teams to where both sides, I should say, where the Giants should feel comfortable, you know, with a five, six, whatever it ends up being your deal. And Daniel, um, why hold out when you have earned the right to be in that, you know, that six to 10 range in terms of the average annual value? Like it, it, to me, it, it, it's a no brainer. No, I'm with you on that. All right, let's talk a little about the draft here, right? When I go back and I have, I have video of the Shrine practices on my computer, I have not watched them yet. I just had to get to the Senior Bowl first. Sure. Who are the guys that I should be keeping out on when I watch those Shrine practices and, and, and watch the Shrine Bowl that really jumped out to you while you were down there in Vegas? So if you go watch Sunday's practice, which is practice day number two, Zay Flowers stole the show. Zay Flowers, wide receiver, Boston College. Um, I think he's going to be a first-round pick. Like I think he's a top-five wide receiver. 
maybe six, um, you know, to some folks, but he really only practiced that one day, which was actually more than I thought he was going to do. I thought he was just <laughs> going to go down for interviews. So I thought it was, you know, it was great to get him out there for at least a day. Uh, he's the, he was the best in show with the wide receiver group by far. He'll be the highest drafted player from the shrine bowl. But perhaps not far behind is a young man who made an impression on the other side of the ball for the East team, which was coached by the Atlanta Falcons, uh, who then kind of um, pushed Frank Bush from linebackers coach up to defensive coordinator. And this is where I started to learn a little bit more about Keytrell Clark, cornerback from Louisville. Might end up being the best nickel corner in this draft. And that was kind of the sentiment from the director of the Shrine Bowl, Eric Galco. And that's kind of what I got in our production meeting with Frank Bush. He's like, look, when I stood in front of this defense at the start of the week, I told these guys, it's not about talent. It's about skills, right? You're a talented player if you're here. If you are in this game and if you are about to be in the draft conversation, you're a talented player. But what skills do you have and can you refine and can you improve at the next level? And Frank told us that when he said that, Keytrell Clark's eyes lit up, got super big because this is a guy that has been told all his life, dang, you're talented. Damn, you're talented, man. But now Frank Bush is sitting up here telling me it's not about talent that's going to get me to the next level. It's about how I refine my skill set. And so he kind of talked about Clark being a sponge and being one of those guys that was so eager to take some of those nuggets from the meeting room and put them into play at practice um, that really saw him go out there and make some uh, some real plays. Guy has some outside-inside versatility and flex, which is going to make him all the more valuable to NFL teams. So he is definitely one. There's one offense-defense um, another guy, Caleb Murphy, uh, from Ferris State, who set the all division single season sack record 25 and a half this year for Ferris State. Sack production translates to the league. Ask Matthew Judon, who put up 20 in his last year at Grand Valley State. So, like, this stuff, this stuff translates. And I think there's definitely some traits out there in that particular edge rush group and in that player, Caleb Murphy, that teams are going to love. Great nuggets there, Rhett. All right, Giants are picking late. You mentioned at 25th. You mentioned wide receiver. They need yeah. to get help around Daniel so he becomes more productive. And I think they need some corners for Wink, If assuming he's back. We'll see. Uh, on defense, both groups, I think, will have guys available in, in the 20s there. Yeah. Who are some of the guys you like at those two spots in the draft, corner and wide receiver, that you think Giant fans should start watching some tape on over the course of the next few months? Yeah, so cornerback group is going to be way deeper this year than the wide receiver group, which is yeah. kind of different than it's been the last three years. Receiver group just isn't as strong. But the good news for the Giants is that I feel like the value of the wide receiver group might correspond to where they're picking this year at 25. So you might be able to get wide receiver three or four, whereas, you know, that dude's long gone in last year's draft, right? And so, you know, you might be looking at a, at a guy like Quentin Johnston, um, who may give you from TCU what you thought you were getting from Kenny Galladay, which is a big physical right. presence that has that kind of, you know, game-breaking, playmaking ability with the speed, too. Um, so I think that, that's one uh, to keep in mind. I think Zay Flowers is one to keep in mind. I think he could be certainly in play there at 25 as a playmaker, a little thinly framed, but, uh, but still... You know, I don't know. Maybe he's a little bit too much like Wandale Robinson when Wandale comes back healthy. Um, on the flip side, at corner, I love Devin Witherspoon 
I don't know that he's going to be there at 25. That's kind of the big question. Like, are these guys, the kid from Oregon, you know, is Joey Porter? Like, I think those guys are probably gone in the top 15. So we'll kind of have to see how it plays to really dig in on the corner group. But um, I think you're going to find uh, plenty of value at that spot. And, you know, in that, uh, and you're going to have some fun when, Wherever they end up going at 25, you'll end up having some fun in the wide receiver DB one-on-one drills because there'll be some new players, certainly, that the Giants get uh, out of Kansas City in that group. Final question, Rhett. Just have some fun. What order will the top four quarterbacks in the draft go in? Uh, it's going to be Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and then, gosh, I don't know. The fourth one's so tough. I want. Here's how I want it to go at number four. I want it to be Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. Oh, I'd be I nice. don't. I don't know that it's going to be with the injury. I think Anthony Richardson and his ceiling and his potential might entice people more. But if it's me and I have the choice, I'm going hand and hooker. I'm just waiting for Will Levis to throw a 75-yard pass at his pro day and everyone losing oh, it's their coming. minds. It's coming. Get ready for it. We'll have it for you live on NFL Network. Yeah, make sure you check it out, Right, Anything you want to promote that, uh, that you're up to that you're doing? No, um, otherwise, uh, we've got, uh, you know, our combine coverage coming up. we got Path to the Draft that starts first week of April. And uh, so just much more Move the Sticks content on the way as well uh, each and every week with uh, mock drafts, top 50s, the whole deal. So looking yeah. forward to it, man. Make sure you check it out. And I'll be televising NFL Network at, at, as well. Yeah. Make sure you check out Move the Sticks. Find it on your favorite podcast platform. Red, good stuff. We'll talk to you next time, bud. Thanks. That's Red Lewis from NFL Network. Awesome stuff. I had a lot of fun talking with him. I really do enjoy his stuff when he's on Move the Sticks and all the other content he puts out there for NFL.com, NFL Podcast, NFL Network. Uh, they really do a wonderful job. We thank him for joining us right here on the Giant Total Podcast, which is brought to you by PSEG, energy efficiency for game time and anytime. Visit PSEG.com slash Giants for discounts, rebates, and home energy assessments. For Rhett, I'm Schmelk. We'll see you next time on the Giant Total. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.